Mackenzie Berry, the Lower Platte South Environmental Education and Communications Coordinator. Today, I'm visiting with Dan Schultz, Resources Coordinator, and Chris Watoon, Water Resources Conservationist. Thanks for being here today. We're celebrating the one-year anniversary of our thousandth well being decommissioned. What an awesome accomplishment. We'd like to share a few memories and stories as we look back on some of the wells that we have helped decommission. Now that our listeners know the process on how to decommission a well with Lower Platte South NRD, let's share some stories from some of the well decommissioning projects in the past. Well, when the program uh, was started, I was the one that was coordinating it for the district. One of the things I remember was a lot of the hand-dug wells that we ended up decommissioning seemed to occur like in Cass County or some of those places that were uh, settled earlier than coming out west. You can find these hand-dug wells all over, which are very neat in how they were constructed. A lot of times they were constructed with native stone or brick, and they can be a couple feet across up to maybe four or five feet across and, and pretty deep. Probably the most unique well that I saw decommissioned was right here in the city of Lincoln. It was at a city facility in downtown Lincoln. We were out there with the well contractor pulling the pump and when they pulled the pump they like to cut it up in pieces so they can haul it off. Well he had a torch with him that day that they usually use because it just works a lot slicker and he couldn't figure out why he couldn't get that uh, well column cut into pieces and then finally figured out it was brass. The whole pump column was brass which we're thinking that they had drilled a well in the area where there's a lot of salt water in downtown Lincoln and so we speculated that they must have put in a brass uh, pump so that it wouldn't corrode. So that was very interesting and just a little bit about Lincoln's history with the right. salt water. Very interesting and unique. Yeah. Can you talk about even how they would get water out of those hand dug wells? You know, I think a lot of people envision the wells like you drop a pail down and you crank it up. Some of them had some water in them. In my experience, when I was running the program, a lot of them didn't have any water. Uh, some of them had debris in the bottom of them because people tended to, to shove things in there. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think a lot of them were probably seepage wells. They got down far enough, and of course, when you're hand digging something, you can't dig that far into right. saturated soil. So I think a lot of those were just seeps, but I, I don't remember a lot of them that had water in them. I don't know. Chris, did you run across any of those? Um, most of them haven't had water in them. We have had some, the hand-dug stuff, that have had water in it. They're usually a lot shallower and typically not in Cass County <laughs> for the ones that actually have water in them. It's not always the well that's interesting. Sometimes it's the person calling or the story behind the well that's interesting. I had a gentleman call me one time, and he happened to be out in Cass County. He, he told me on the phone, hey, I've got a cave out here. And, and he said, I, I think there's a well in it. And I said, a cave? And he's like, yeah, it's a cave. And I thought, oh, no, but it could be interesting. Our process involves doing a site inspection, so we went out there to take a look at this cave. So we're, we're kind of walking through these trees in this treed area out in Cass County, and an old abandoned farmstead. And I thought, well, this is going to be interesting if we actually find a cave. Well, we didn't find a cave. What we found was an, an old abandoned house cellar and he was right there was a well in the bottom of the cellar but the entrance to the cellar was completely covered almost in dirt so it looked like a giant cave the well itself wasn't too interesting but the fact that you're out there hunting around old property in the middle of nowhere really not knowing what you're looking for you know something unique that one was always interesting to me and a couple of the other ones there was a well out just north of waverly it was a very large hand dug well i think it was 50 to 75 foot deep it ended up being i think 36 
or 38 inches in diameter on an old farmstead that was being torn down. They were doing a lot of bulldozer work and tearing the old foundations out. So we walked around looking around, you know, for this well, and sometimes they're hard to find. These ones look like they were pretty obvious. You could see a hand jack pump sticking up. So I went over and looked at that, and sure enough, there was a well underneath that one. But it didn't match the paperwork. Paperwork said it was 36 inches or bigger in diameter, so kind of kept hunting around, and there was an old shed door, like a, a big shed door. The door was probably 8 foot by 10 foot. So kind of walked over to that, and it looked like it was covering something. And me and, and, and Steve, another guy that works here, we picked up this barn door. And when we picked up the barn door, underneath it was a giant 38-inch well. Oh, wow. It was lined with stone. There was a little bit of water down in the bottom of it, but it was kind of winter and surprising to see. But the well was huge. They hired a contractor to come out, a local guy to come out and, and take care of it. There, there ended up being three wells on that property that we ended up finding another one after that one even. So, you know, sometimes we go out and they might only submit one application. We might find two or three wells. Guys are bulldozing old farmsteads and stuff, you don't really know what's there until they start doing that stuff. So so it's always good to do that site inspection and make sure that, in essence, we don't find something else right. that needs to be taken care of properly and not just bulldozed in and you right. know, ignored. There's a, the proper way to decommission a well, and that's to hire a licensed well contractor to do it right. Chris, that is fascinating. How deep was that well underneath the barn door? Oh, I think it was... 54 feet or wow. maybe even 70 some foot deep. That's a deep hand yeah. dug well. Very yeah, it large. Was, it was big. <laughs> Sometimes people don't know really what's out there until they stumble across. And that was the case in this. He didn't, he didn't realize it was that big. Thankfully, he did throw that barn door over it so it wasn't a hazard. And there's been plenty of times we've been walking around and we don't see the well. We darn near step right in it. If the grass is tall. Yeah, the grass is tall. Mm -hmm. You know, things are covering it. Could be an old piece of wood that's going to fall apart right. if you step on it. Right. There, I've got some photos that I've, I've shared that have weird coverings on top of wells. Mm -hmm. People put anything you can imagine on top of them to either protect stuff from going in them or safety or just to keep things out of them in essence. Some of those photos I'm sure will be shared on our social media page. Yes. Um, yep. There's there's some interesting things and you know wells can be located anywhere they can be in town they can be in cities backyards houses fields basements you know, basements the district's decommissioned a well in the basement of the house before which is always interesting <laughs> hard to access but you know a lot of times that's that's where they wells were drilled just for convenience Right. For the homeowner. And I right. think, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but you told a story where you went to look at a well that was in a basement. And weren't there snakes? Yeah, there's there's always some sort of animal <laughs> Wildlife. seemingly hanging around. <laughs> there's been snakes, mice, rats, tons of bugs, spiders, a salamander one time, little lizards and skinks. You never know what you're going to find when you yeah. start picking up stuff looking for some of these old wells. A fun thing to be a part of. You never know what you're going to see or what you're going to find when you're out and about doing that. I mean, a thousand wells is a huge milestone and a, a huge accomplishment for the NRD as well as you in your right. time here. And of course, Dan too, in his time here. So, Chris should give a little description of what the thousandth well was. Thousandth well was, was what I would call pretty boring. <laughs> just just a, a 
a standard domestic well located inside the village of Malcolm, uh, next to a building. It was, I think it was just a, a four inch standard well with a pitless adapter on the top of it. Nothing to write home about or really brag about. You know, it was a well that was in the community water system protection area. The village had been trying to get all these wells decommissioned so it didn't contaminate their, their community wells. The landowners reached out to us, a property management company that takes care of the property. They reached out to us to decommission the well and then hired a licensed well contractor. The contractor took care of it and they did it right. Did you tell them it was the thousandth well? The owner didn't know it was the thousandth well, but the well contractor, I told them. I decided to reach out to him to get some paperwork. The owner, as of right now, doesn't know it's the thousandth well. (laughs) But it was. So how about a few fun facts, Chris? Okay, I've got a few things. The deepest well that I could find that the district's decommissioned was 371 feet deep in Butler County. The average depth of the wells that the district cost shared on is approximately 84.65 feet. So 85 feet is about an average. There's usually deeper wells in the, the northwest and shallower wells in the east, say in the Missouri River bottom. The biggest diameter well was about 36 to 38 inches out in Cass County. That will probably be broken. There's a well in the program currently that's 42 inches in diameter out in Cass County, uh, the eastern part of the district. In the Missouri River bottom, I don't think it's super deep, but it's 42 inches and it has water in it. It's going to take a lot of material. (laughs) Yeah, one thing I wanted to add, we talked a little bit about us cost sharing on pulling the pumps. Well, we we found out early on that these old wells a lot of times were associated with cisterns because they didn't have a lot of capacity. They would store the water in the cistern. The board was uh, willing to look at those cisterns as part of the well decommissioning. So that, that saved people a lot of money. You know, sometimes those wells were in the bottom of those cisterns. You had to get the material down in there. But those could hold several, if not thousands of gallons of water. And so if you leave that hole in the ground, have you really gained a whole lot? So it was decided a long time ago that we would cost share on decommissioning those cisterns also, which is important. For our listeners who don't necessarily know what a cistern is, they would use a cistern, they would pump the water from the well, then it would be stored in the cistern to make it easier access when they needed kind of a holding tank for when they needed their water. Chris, tell us, what is the biggest cistern you've seen? The one, the biggest one that I've seen out in Cass County, it was eight feet in diameter and probably a good six foot to eight foot deep. Right. And it might even been deeper than that. I didn't yeah. climb down in. Not having a lot of available water where this well in Cass County was hmm. located, probably why the cistern was that big, because right. they needed it in a dry year. Probably. Right. They'd have so, water stored up to use. Yeah. I've seen five or six cisterns since I've been here in the last 10 years. Some people do end up converting them into something different and using them. There was another one out in Cass County that it was right on the corner of a house. I didn't even realize it was a cistern. I just lifted a manhole cover when we were with the landowner there looking around the house. And they knew it was a giant concrete pit. But when I seen the, the pipes coming out of the well going toward the house, there was two of them. And one didn't make sense as where it was going. So when I pulled that cover off of there, an, an eight-foot diameter giant concrete hole in the ground with the pipes from the well going right into it. And then there was also a pump in the bottom of it that the landowner didn't know was there two feet from the corner of their house. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the, the pump that was in the cistern was gone at that point in time. You know, so the district cost shared on decommissioning that cistern, and it was huge. Yeah, I, I live in a house that was built in 1929, and back before some of these state regulations came into effect as far as the landowners could actually do something to decommission them before they passed some laws in Nebraska. 
and I had a cistern in my backyard. It was interesting because they actually took the downspout water off the roof and they had a tile line that ran into the cistern and would help fill it up. And it was very nice. I mean, it was brick and plaster lined. And then in the house, they had a pump that pulled water out of the cistern into a pressure tank. And then they mm -hmm. pressurized outside spigots. So in places where groundwater is short, they utilized, you know, the rooftops to store water. And I, I remember friends growing up on a on an old farmstead that a lot of their water came from their roof and the and they used it for their household water. Those days are gone and for some good reasons, but but uh, people were pretty innovative as, as far as what they used and how they conserved it. Very interesting piece of history that, you know, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of. Well, thank you very much. Very exciting. A Thousand Wells. Keep up the good work, Chris and Dan. Thank you for all your time and work working to protect our groundwater in our district. You're welcome. You're welcome.